Welcome back to The Vibe, guys. I am so excited to have Gigi Robinson on The Vibe. Gigi is a digital artist, health and wellness advocate, current MS candidate, and graduate of the University of Southern California with a Bachelor in Fine Arts, Design, and Photography. Gigi has a strong presence across TikTok, over 100,000 views on average, Instagram having over 15,000 followers, and as of this year, she has been developing her YouTube and podcast content. Gigi has always been a creative innovator and possessed a high level work ethic, especially when it comes to making a difference with her projects. Originally, Gigi wanted to be a photographer, but since then she transitioned her skills of image making into those that create an impact through storytelling. Living with chronic illnesses, Gigi has been challenged in many ways with everyday tasks, such as showering, cooking, walking, and even sitting down. Despite all of the physical and psychological challenges that threaten the path to becoming who she is today, Gigi has challenged adversity and dedicated a majority of her life to becoming a master content creator, always keeping her values of creating positive and impactful messages to her diverse audience as a priority. Content creation has been her passion since day one, and she does not see that changing anytime soon. <laughs> Gigi has made a goal for 2021 to level up her impact her content has. I was so moved by Gigi's passion, her story, her willingness to keep it beyond real, and I'm so excited to have you on the vibe, Gigi. I would love if you could introduce yourself if there was anything that I missed in that. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thanks for having me. Also, real quick, is it recording? Because I didn't hear it say record. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I um, am a New Yorker, born and raised. I grew up here, but when college came around, I wanted to leave. I just turned 24 yesterday. Um, Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> and it feels weird because I'm like, I'm 23. Now I'm like, mm, 24. Um, and yeah, I have a team of about eight people and it's really just been quite a wild ride to build out my content creation uh, strengths while also advocating and like holding space for you know mental health and chronic illness conversations absolutely so I figured to just get right into it you and I are both extremely open books for me what started this was truly loving to talk as we were talking about before whether it be easy topics or tough ones I've literally talked about my blackouts my eating habits my mom my relationships everything that you could really put it my depression and I think that that's what really makes us multifaceted humans. And that's what really drew me to you is that you don't just show the amazing, you know, SI swimsuit, amazing parts of you. You also share the parts that are not so, let's put it this way, pretty. And that mm -hmm. people don't see fully on the outside and that are internally within you. Would you mind walking us through the process of physically dealing with something while also wanting to be a successful entrepreneur? Because I think that that has got to be one of the toughest things in your field. Keeping it fucking real, but also some days not feeling like you're like you're 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 hundred percent there. And I yeah. think with people who are really open books, I wear my heart on my sleeve. So sometimes people will be like, Are you good today? And I'm like, I'm fine, I'm good. But with that being said, you know, being an open book and sharing your story, how are you able to do that and be successful and deal with these things? Mm, well, I think something that is like really important to note is like managing my success and managing my health are two different things. And 
in the disability um, industry, I would say, it's kind of sought as, as something that's like really an ableist lens with like inspiration porn where it's like, you're so sick and yet you achieve so much when really me being sick has nothing to do with my success. Right. And I think that that's an important thing to take note of especially not just in my case, but in the case of other disabled and chronically ill people or people dealing with mental health conditions um, and their success, right? Mm -hmm. That's why, in my opinion, a lot of stuff in mainstream media is like the success comes first and then there's a story about mental health awareness and this thing that we never heard about, right. which is like totally fine, obviously. Right. But it's like they do it that way because they they want to be successful without being vulnerable. And I think sharing my story has just been one of my strengths um, because it really helps to build a community and make people feel less alone. And that's like my main goal with everything that I talk about. But managing a chronic illness can be really challenging. I mean, for example, like I can't just cancel all of my meetings some days, right? Like I have excruciating back pain today, yeah. for example. Um, I have three events I have to go to in the city today that I, I'm sure I could cancel. It wouldn't be the end of the world, but it's just, you never know. So I'm like, okay, let me take some more painkillers. And then I take more painkillers and then they wean off. And then I'm like miserable for the end of the day. So it's just like, honestly, a never ending cycle of where can I push myself and overextend myself? Yeah. And then when do I need rest and where do I need rest? Um, I decided to do this podcast today from my living room instead of my bedroom because I literally have been piling things onto all of my chairs in my room. So there's literally no clean space in there. It is a disaster in there. And when my room is not good, it's usually an indicator of how my body's feeling. And 100%. sometimes like I keep myself so busy with my work that I neglect my health. And it's really challenging. But at the same time, I think it's important to talk about that. Absolutely. And I was just going to say, do you know how many people prioritize over prioritize work rather than their health? Like that's probably like 70% of the world, you know? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's most people. So I'm going to get into everything, but you have been featured everywhere from Teen Vogue to E to Vogue Business to the Today Show, Bustle, Business Insider, and that's just naming a few. Can you tell us about your experience with press? I love how almost every headline is different from TikTok to COVID to mental health. You've really managed to crush it and sprinkle yourself around everywhere. Tell us about that uprising. And again, I commend you for uh, putting your health and your work separately. I really, really do because that's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, it's definitely challenging. Uh, but in terms of press, I mean, I think something that's really cool and important at the same time is the ability to share your story with somebody who can articulate it from an outside perspective yeah. um, to a way that could reach audiences on a more generalized scale rather than a generalized scale on a niche topic right. um, versus I share things to a niche audience on a niche topic. Right. And I think that has been one of the coolest parts about sharing my story with journalism, um, with the journalism industry. And also because a lot of these 
stories that I've done have been about different things, right? Like some have been completely unrelated to my chronic illness or, and it's focused more on like the creator economy, thought leadership and futurism um, for creators and what that means in terms of like working from home and working remotely. And then others have been on my advocacy work and it's just been really awesome. And I think people are always like, well, how, like, how did you get in the press and everything? And I'm like, are you asking me because you're interested in getting yourself in the press or are you genuinely interested in my story and like what I have to share? And people are always like, well, how'd you get verified? Like you got so much in the press. And I'm like, well, why do you, why are you asking? Right? Like, do you, do you think that I have like a Soho house network of people that are verified? No, that doesn't exist. Um, however, it, I will say like, it's very, very important to, before you start your venture into getting a publicist or being written about is like, why are you doing this, right? Are you doing this because you think it's gonna give you a career boost? Are you doing this because you are trying to get verified because you're trying to become a thought leader in your industry? Like, what exactly is that? And once you're clear on that, then you have to find a specific publicist that will help you. Um, and it's definitely like a journey because a lot of times people will sign with publicists and then they won't do shit for like a couple months. Yeah. Newsflash, a lot of the time it's because maybe your story's not that compelling, right? Like maybe you're just clearly trying to do it to be verified. And you know what? <laughs> the verification teams can see right through that. Totally. Like, I was just oh, going to say this. like, what is a blue check mark? Like, it's great. Obviously it's helpful in no, some areas, but it's not yeah. like... There's many successful content creators who still do not have that blue check mark. Yeah, yeah. And like that doesn't like define your success in any way. Um, I think, you know, also just with the whole like getting PR thing, it's it can sometimes be scary to share your story. But the one thing I do like about it, regardless of if it's in print or online, is you're never going to really know how many people it touches um and that's kind of cool and when i get a message from someone that's like hi i saw you know your whatever your your piece in whatever article you're really featured in so many places that's why i was like i can't even write all the places like at all it's just gonna take up the whole podcast but it's really like remark like i hope you do realize like i've done 80 episodes and i have dealt with some really awesome people but like the way that you handle your press specifically, like, I'm like, who is your PR person? Because they're doing, a, they're do, and I don't care for my own self, they're doing a fabulous job. Like, you're really, you. really, really out there. And, like, again, like I said, like, every title is a really good one. And, like, things are, to- sometimes it's about advocacy and sometimes it's about totally random fucking shit. And I yeah. love that. And your, your YouTube channel and- has really, like, picked, like, grown, like, so yeah. much. It has and something else that like I've been dealing with like on a more like I think like it's more of a mental note and like a mind block that I'm giving myself but is this idea that like I because I share so much about advocacy that like I shouldn't or couldn't share about beauty or share about my life in New York or fashion because it's like I've I've clearly defined myself in this niche right, right. so like how do I specifically express myself in those ways? And that's a learning curve for me, but I'm getting more and more comfortable with it as I think I grow and I learn, and that's why I'm okay sharing with it. Now, 
that's why they call it like a feature on a magazine. So like I'm doing a feature with um, Thrive Global coming up and Mm -hmm. it's about like the top beauty tips that I like, you know, think about as like a a model and an influencer, right? So like that really fits. But I'm also going to share about things that affect my chronic illness, like lymphatic drainage massages. I just got diagnosed with TMJ. So like face, uh, face massages. I'm your TMJ sister if you need any, uh. Oh yeah, I we're gonna have to have a separate offline conversation totally. about TMJ. Yeah. RIP our mouths. A hundred percent. Say hello to the mouth guards. <laughs> yeah, no, I already have one. I'm obsessed. Um, and then yeah, my, my orthodontist was like, Gigi, you're gonna end up using this thing like a pacifier. And I was like, I don't um, believe you. Literally and mine was like, was if like, you continue this way, your this. teeth are gonna like you're just not gonna have them. Like yeah, if I like yeah. continue and I'm like, I get it. I feel the, in the morning. I like now don't feel the pressure, but before I would be like, Oh my God. No, it was wild. Yeah. Really wild. Back to where we um, <laughs> back, back to our story. Um, I don't even know where, right, right. So that's why they call it feature journalism. Um, separate from that, I would say that, you know, the, the beef of the articles that I have are either about creator economy, thought leadership on like the, the future of how, creators are treated in the industry from an influencer's perspective, from somebody who has worked on campaigns in digital marketing and agency side and creative side, from somebody who's been a corporate creator and from somebody who runs a freelance business and has a team of eight. And who's only 24. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I think that all of that to say is like, you can really have whatever you want. It's just, you have to be smart about it. And I did start with a smaller PR firm and I really, really loved working with the firm. But um, as I grew, like I needed more from a a more niche industry. So there's PR firms that represent like education, thought leadership, mental health, speakers, um, influencers specifically, blah, blah. And, um, yeah, so I just ended up like moving on and that's what happens. It's like any relationship and you just have to be okay with that. Yeah. I just think that the way that you've, you know, put yourself out there has been extremely positive. And personally, if I was, let's pretend I was you, I would be only honored and thrilled to be featured in all those publications like even reading that list I'm like oh my god she has to like feel good about herself so that's the other thing is like yes it it does feel good and I'm very proud I mean like when I got like in Forbes I was like dying yeah um there's another pretty cool feature coming up that I'm I'm really excited about um that I can't talk about yet and uh, there's also going to be something with the Jed Foundation coming out Yay. on mental health. And um, I'm a part of their Jed Voices campaign, which is where they bring in celebrities and influencers to talk about mental health. So I'm really, again, honored to do that. But because I have all these things, it's not something that dictates my self-worth, right? right. Um, I think sharing my story and having like people talk to me is what builds my community it's like what lights the fire in me but my self-worth really comes from like being confident in like my ability to help others I believe um not and 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 the medium that that goes through can be content creation or it can be journalism right so it doesn't necessarily like it's not the reason, like, because I'm in Forbes, I have a high ego, you know? Like, no, no. not at all. I, and if I had meant to, if it came off that way, I did no, not. No, no, no. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, I, um, 
I I love that you mentioned that because it's so important that people don't feel like they need validation from like a specific source or whatnot, whether that's Instagram, whether that's Forbes, whatever it may be. I love that you did point that out because I think whether it's again an Instagram post or a feature in Forbes, people do like rely their success on that on that one moment. Yeah. You know? So I think that yeah. that was really great for you to point that out and I really appreciate that. So I watched your demo reel and you're just so cute, but above all, you're just really, really smart, especially for your age. And mind you, when she had this demo reel, she was 21. And as you said, 20 fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I literally don't even remember that. It's literally so funny. Like you need to watch. It's so cute and so funny. You're adorable. But there was something in there that sparked something that I wanted to bring up. And it was something that your college professor said that I think my listeners would absolutely not only like to hear, but they need to hear it. So could you go back, rewind to 20 fun and tell us what that college professor said to you? Because I think a lot of 21 year olds need to hear that. Yeah. So I had this one teacher. Her name was Dana Milstein. If you go to USC and she's still teaching, she teaches RIT 115, RIT 340. Um, She's incredible. And everyone, like I had heard amazing things about her, but like, I feel like sometimes people say, oh, a teacher's amazing, but you really don't understand it until you're in their class. And really, I think the thing that was so special about this teacher was the fact that she wanted us to have these lived experiences instead of uh, class for the most part. So I had mentioned to her, like, I think the class at the time was on technology, digital technology. I think it was something too. Like yeah. And I remember writing, telling her I wanted to write about the way that influencers are influenced by words online based on hashtags. So like, I obviously did all the, like the research, the Twitter crawl, the data analyzation, scraping Twitter for certain tweets with those hashtags. It was a whole thing. Don't just, (laughs) and you know, she, there were a bunch of times that semester where I was really sick. I was dealing with the worst migraines of my life. That's when I got like my chronic migraine diagnosis. Um, like I would, I would have to sit at home for like four hours, but then on top of that, her class was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Friday being one of the days that most conferences are held and people can like take off work and stuff like that. So, you know, it was like this time where she basically said, like, if there's an opportunity, you should go and take it and write about it for extra credit like go do that thing as extra credit and also of course do your homework but i i think that the lived experience and doing something in person is going to add more value than sitting in a class learning about something so that was really important and like fast forward two years after i even did that interview and that was already two years after she had said that to me that's crazy yeah i know she said that first to me in 2017 the interview was in 2019 and now we're in 2022 i I just have to know do you keep in touch with her still yeah i literally had an hour-long phone call with her last week that's amazing Um, i was gonna say someone like that like i could feel the way you talked about her i was like i need to know about this professor (laughs) no she's she's so so incredible and um when I took her second class, I was also dealing with burnout, um, like on a, on a more intense level than I was before. And she was like, okay, I like, you know, I understand like you're, you're dealing with all these health things. What can you do? 
this semester, right? Like, what can you bring to the table? And essentially, instead of like writing this whole super long paper, I did a photo essay of my journey, like as a a chronically ill patient. And then I wrote, you know, a page about each photo and it was like 20, um, 20 or so images. And it was just like, that counted as my work for the semester and having a teacher that's able to be flexible with students when and like meet us where we need to be met when we're struggling it's just like it's the best feeling in the world so yeah Dana if you ever listen to this I love you Dana better (laughs) listen to this and if she has an Instagram I'm fully tagging her in this entirely Mm -hmm. so you let me know no Um, she's incredible I love her so I would love, since you just mentioned it, and you also just mentioned, you know, just chronic illness and whatnot, could you please mention your new affiliation with the Jet Foundation? Yeah. And for those who don't know what it is and whatnot, just like, you know. For sure, for sure. So the Jet Foundation is a nonprofit organization that specializes in suicide prevention and mental health resources for uh, high school, college, and, you know, just, just people in general, but it's, um, something that I think is extremely special and important because a lot of the time I think we talk about mental health, but we don't necessarily like know where the resources are. And the Jed Foundation provides these resources with like in-person educational, um, like talks and things like that. And they also have something called Jed Voices, which is a group of, or series of video interviews with somebody who's employed by the Jed Foundation who specializes in mental health, as well as talent like myself, who comes in and shares their story about like the way they've been outspoken about mental health, whether that's online, whether that's in media, like wherever it is. And it was just so incredible to be a part of that. And I had worked with the Jed Foundation twice before, once when I worked with Victoria's Secret Pink in college, because they work with the Jed Foundation a lot. And then the second time was with Ollie Wellness, who's also a big sponsor. So that was just super, super cool uh, to be able to be invited into that space. And I'm actually going to their gala coming up, which is so exciting. Oh my God, and I can't wait to see what you're wearing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm wearing yet. Uh, I'm sure, no, but I'm I, like, I can't wait to see Gigi it. in the dress moment again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is kind of the partnership. And I think it'll probably come out late, late summer. Um, and and the difference between voices and just being featured is like, is that like you you'll be able like before what's the difference between the affiliation you had before and what you're doing now so the affiliation before was just like a one-off kind of partnership okay that's what i meant so it was one-off um you know another a corporate sponsor basically got where they're like we're having influencers post about these gummies that you know are about mental health and wellness etc but now you're just jed yeah exactly now i'm like in with them and i really love the team and they're just so incredible and i just think it's beyond important to talk about and also to have resources like these available so readily available i should say for students um that may be struggling that may not even know they're struggling to also be able to like 
give you the things to say when like you see a friend struggling but you don't know what to say you don't know how to support them like all of those kinds of things are extremely important I love that you're such a sweetie do you know that like just like even like your eyes you're such a like kind like person to like look at like I just feel like anybody would feel extremely comfortable opening up to you it's just like even I I just feel super comfortable so I personally and I'm sure many other people would love to know is what's your secret sauce to doing it all because as we mentioned you have a lot going on like a lot like a lot a lot a lot mm-hmm. like we have probably re uh scheduled this podcast many times you're busy busy Sorry. No, no 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 I told you honey I do not it's all we'll, we'll always make it work but what I'm getting at is that you're such a busy girl like what is your secret mm-hmm. sauce to keeping it together At the end of the day you still made it to the podcast whether it took yeah. a week a month whatever it is it still <laughs> happened and like it could have not happened. Do you know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. what is your secret sauce to like making it all work? Cause you do have a lot going on and you know, following you obviously makes it easier to understand and be like, Oh my God, this is so crazy. She actually could, I get why she couldn't do the podcast this week. Like she's got way too much on her plate, but how are you able to do it and like keep your mental health in check and like keep your body feeling good? Like I know that you had, we had had this canceled a couple of times, but are there ever moments that you have like a big event where you're like, you know what? Gigi can't fucking do it today. Yeah, um, there's a couple of things. I think um, one, getting an assistant helps me realize, like, <laughs> Gigi, you need to slow down. Yeah, like you're you're all over the place. But also, like, since the world is like coming out of the pandemic more and more things are happening in person so like I got invited to go to this ad week conference and I couldn't go to Monday I could only go to three hours of yesterday and I'm only going to go to the closing ceremony of today so it's like you know what can I do what can't I do it's about like how do you want to spend your time the only reason I'm going back there is because I know there's people there that like I want to talk to and have meetings with so I'm going back there to do that but it's really challenging to like manage my schedule and also really challenging to pick and choose because I'm the kind of person that wants to do everything. I was just going to say, I feel like you're someone who like can't say no. Like who like just like, yeah. I, I have gotten to the point where like, I really enjoy coming onto podcasts. Like I've been on like, I believe like I'm hitting 60 soon. Amazing. um, Crazy. But with that said, it's like, how like when do I stop and also with other opportunities like am I getting paid to go am I networking is there a possibility I meet someone cool who I could do a partnership with down the line right like I'm going to some like another influencer marketing thing tonight and there's going to be huge uh talent managers there from all of these different companies so I'm like I don't really care I'm going there. I'll get dinner with my friend after. Like, I, I try to, I try to plan my life around like these events or like if I just have one thing in the city, I'll bring my computer and I'll work remotely for the day and then I'll like go to the event after. And um, it's definitely hard. I think managing my chronic illness is something that like I don't always do so well. Like I just like band aid fix it with medicine and like caffeine and I just like 
power through. Um, but when I'm out, like if today, I'm for sure asking for a chair wherever I can because Good. my back has been killing me. Good. So like, it's just about also figuring out like what kind of accommodations you need and when to ask and where to ask for them. So I think that that's like for sure a, a really important and just, really as, just as the yoga teacher that I am, I do want to just put out there, prioritize your health and your physical health as much as you possibly yeah. can. Because as I teach, I teach, I teach 10 year old gymnasts and I teach 70 year old men and women. And if there's one thing I can say is that the better you take care of yourself from a younger age, the better we're going to continue living. You know what I mean? So ask for that chair. Do a down dog stretch tonight after you're done your event. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I just yeah. couldn't help but be like, I have to add this in here. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like also I'm working on my relationship with exercise, which I have talked about before. It's definitely something that's challenging because, like, over exerting myself with like competitive swimming when I was a kid was the thing that kind of was like, you need to stop that or else you're going to continue to get hurt. Oh, I didn't you know you were a competitive that. swimmer. Yeah, previously, unfortunately. Wow. Um, and then it was like, oh yeah, you can't play contact sports anymore. So like I couldn't play in gym class. Um, and then whenever I would like overexert myself, I would hurt myself oh and my then God. have to go back and get like you know, an, another like injury, or I would get another injury and I would have to kind of like re-establish what that makes my relationship so much there. more sense to everything. Oh my God. Now yeah. I, I feel like I like just got my screws all just came together. I'm like, well, yes. that makes so much sense. Yeah. So one thing I, I can do and I do, I think do really well is, um, is walk i love to walk and i also love water aerobics Amazing. and yeah and and it's like such a fun thing that um i think anyone can do if they have access and that's something i'm lucky like my gym has water aerobics and things like that but yeah it, it's just the whole thing is like it can be very challenging and listen sure. i remember being i'm 31 i remember being your age too and just wanting to do it all make it everywhere do it all and whatnot and i feel like when i turned 28 i finally started to be like not no but like i just started to like prioritize like what i what mm -hmm. i wanted i like really was like you know i teach at this time i do this i need to do this i really really want to hang out with my friend or my boyfriend tonight i really I'm going to see those people in a month from now. It was like, I almost like now knew the traction of things, but I totally also understand right now for you post COVID being yeah. like, I got to be in it. Yeah, I have to. And then also it's like, now that I have like all of this new, um, traction. I'm going to use this word lightly, but like social clout of yeah. like being affiliated with SI and like going out and like meeting the other people in that industry and then like people know you now and I'm like whoa like that's kind of like a crazy concept to me because normally I'm like the one that's like oh I know you like from the internet right. now it's like flipped so I feel in a way obviously I don't say yes to like every single right. thing but a lot of the time I do just because I I want to I want to be in the lucky. room where it happens it's you know? so it's it's also like so nice it's like you want me to call like it's it's still like such a nice thing it's like you want to respectfully honor the fact that someone invited you somewhere 
Totally. I totally get it. I lost your hearing. Your sound is off. Sorry about that. It's I was okay. just saying it is what it is. Like yeah. it, it's great and it's annoying at the same time. Well, but... kind of getting into that, uh, I have a twofold question for you. So I'm sure many people ask you and many people want to know how to create a following like yours, whether it's on TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube. What has been the key to success in that realm for you? And I know you've mentioned what works for you a couple of times, but again, more in the terms of a marketing stance. You tell us, because again, I really wanted you on because you're younger, way younger than me, and I want to know from, <laughs> from the queen herself. You uh -huh. tell me how, to, and it's a twofold question, so I have a question right after that one that is in the same like track field of that. Yeah, well, the first thing is like, again, the same thing with PR. What do you want out of your social following? Why do you want it? Do you want it just because you want clout? Do you want it because you're trying to sell a product? Do you want it because you're trying to start a business? Like, what is it? Right. And what is your block before you like start doing that? So like, are you not sharing or talking about what you want to do online because you think that only five people are going to see it okay i hope those five people are like your friends and family and if they're not supporting you then you have a problem with your inner circle right so like i think a lot of people don't realize that that's like the the, the biggest um problem with like their blocks around all of these um social media accounts and i think in terms of like what you're building and how you're building it, you can start with like very small, like people get really scared with like, oh, but you do so many. Yes, I do manage 11 accounts total, like for myself, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> that's, that's really a lot and I'm very aware of that. I also have two, three people helping me right. with all of those uh, different kinds of things, like my assistant, social media coordinator, copywriter, video editor, podcast slash talk show producer, like, there's a lot going on and right. that's okay. And I also think like, don't be hard on yourself, but set realistic expectations. So if all you can do is do, you know, five posts a month, then all you can do is five posts a month and that's fine. And like, you just have to like, take it slow, get familiar with it and just like trust that everything is going to fall into place eventually. And also like, what do you want out of it? Are you using it for education? Are you using it for entertainment? Are you using it for fun? Like, what is it like? And then on top of that, to prevent like fatigue and burnout, what, like, what is your relationship with it? Like, are you yourself consuming? Like you have to think about both sides and this is general for both. Yeah. Are you, are you doing it for education? like to learn something new, to find a fun recipe, to find new fashion tips? Are you doing it for fun? Are you doing it to just laugh? And right. if you can figure those things out, you can start to build around like what exactly it might be that you can do to succeed in um, like your niche. I love that. And then which platform, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, any other that I'm not naming, is your personal favorite? And then opposite of that, which one of all of those is the most lucrative in your, oh. and this is your opinion. This isn't like stats of the world. This is like in your personal opinion. Um, well, I really love Instagram. Like I started with Instagram yeah. back in the day. Um, when it first came out, I also did really start with Snapchat and I'm just getting back into it. Really? Snapchat's coming back? 
Snapchat's like never been dead, to be honest with you. Like, I know. <laughs> I well, didn't it's realize been that dead either. For, me for eight years. No, I, I didn't realize that either. But then I was like, oh my gosh. Um, but. Well, there yeah. are a bunch of shows on Snapchat right now, aren't there? There are indeed, yes. So, um, yeah, there's that. And essentially, those shows are like syndicated. So, like, you. Um, they're basically like shows that like you would have with like a small media company or that you produce right. and then Snapchat is like, okay, we'll buy and then you split the revenue. Yeah. Um, so essentially, uh, yeah, I, I don't know much about Snapchat though. So I don't even know why I'm talking about it. I just want to <laughs> make it known that it's not dead. Yeah. Snapchat, you're like, no, dead. Snapchat exists of those. Yeah, no, like it's because I mentioned if, if there was any other platform besides those, but of yeah. the, of the, let's just say Instagram, TikTok and YouTube, which is your favorite and which do you think is the most lucrative? And this can be just from your standpoint. It doesn't um, need to be like from the yeah. world. Instagram and LinkedIn are my favorite. Oh, LinkedIn. I didn't even mention that. Yeah. LinkedIn is probably one of my favorites and it's because I can write and also engage with industry professionals um, and I can talk about what I'm talking about really as a thought leader. And then I share those insights in a digestible fun ish way on the other platforms now, I think TikTok can really be lucrative because that is short form video is where I think money is being spent. Yeah. However, I just sometimes have issues with the way that things work on TikTok. So yeah, that's that. So when it comes to like doing partnerships, would you prefer to do it with Instagram versus TikTok? Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why is because Reels is still a very... Uh, very present, prominent, and uh, great place for brands to spend money. I mean, I've had videos on TikTok that have gotten like 2 million views where on Instagram they get five and then I've had or like 5,000 views and then I've had vice versa where some video that I posted on Instagram got a million views versus on TikTok, it got like 3,000. So it's like, Crazy. you never know. And I think that's also the beauty back to what I said previously about like cross posting where you can, because you just never know who and what audience it's gonna reach. Well, honestly, you just taught me more than I've done my own self. I actually put in this, like I'm not even gonna put ask the say the question, but I wrote like, I, I wrote like, I have a TikTok, but it's totally private. And I can't even imagine what other people would ever think of my own TikTok and anyone who ever would want to try to and ever think I could ever try to monetize it. So I really have to say that I really look up to content creators majorly because it's not only not even about the money aspect, but it is really hard to create contact like I con it's content like I literally did the Lizzo about downtime video the other day just like for fun yeah. it took me fucking hours it's not like easy like those things oh, are not hard. easy I don't do the dance no don't but like it's not it's like like it's even the voiceovers the this the that the like it's yeah I have a dog and I like make videos of like when he's a month when he's two months whatever and like so fun but those take time and I obviously take it seriously but they're time consuming and afterwards I literally am like I can't look at a screen for five years like I'm fucking good so that's why I look at you and I'm like how does she do it on multiple platforms yeah and yeah. with that it's... and with that being said to kind of close this out you really are to me like such a definition of like what I hope the youth to be and grow up to be because you are so yeah. like real kind honest and like 
cool and fun and everyone should feel that way and confident and to end this like lightly and with a good energy to give everyone mm -hmm. what would you say your biggest piece of advice for i want to say everyone 25 years younger for how to create a successful mm -hmm. business being yourself because i feel like a lot of people do have successful businesses but they're not themselves huh um wait so the question is about like creating a wait, successful you... business how do you create a successful business really actually being who you are because mm. i have noticed so many people do create successful businesses but they are not true to who they are and you can see that yeah so how do you think you have been able to create such a successful business and really stay who you are the good the bad yeah. the hard time gg all of it because you do it and you do it with a lot of grace and poise yeah i think really it's about it's about defining what you think success is and building a roadmap to get there and on top of that like what are you okay delegating to other people um do you have a system where you can teach people um about your methods about like the best practices and really stepping into the role as like a leader and managing teams and that's something that like you know, I, I had done a lot in undergrad because I was on eBoard of Club um, for like three years. I was also like, you know, a member of a sorority where I had to do a lot of different photography things. I also did 13 brand ambassadorships, which are essentially just field marketing. So I did have this sense of like being on teams and really stepping into, I think, the role as a leader but starting my own business hiring people having them like be under contract like yeah. 1099ing them like yeah that's a big all, deal <laughs> really it's real and also making sure that i'm okay delegating my work and and sharing you know okay we're gonna work together on this i'm gonna handhold you for a little but then like i expect that you just get the shit done and i'm gonna go back and check and like you know a couple times it was like somebody didn't double check the intro to my uh podcast feed when it was live and it was like the same thing repeated twice uh, and i was like if i didn't check this like people would have seen would most people care probably not but like you care <laughs> but i care and it's like a matter of getting things right yeah. and i just think those mistakes happen and not penalizing someone just being like hey look it's okay we're all human it happens just do your best to like triple check before next time I'm and so with that <laughs> yeah and and it's okay like you have to like you say handle things with grace like good business leaders are firm but they hold their posture and they make sure that they're not like having a breakdown or being nasty or rude which like I would never be but it's right. like shit happens like if anything I know that like my assistant got her wisdom teeth out and then she had a complication so like she couldn't come to two photo shoots last week that she really wanted to come to and I was like hey Take care of your health like it's fine don't don't stress so that's like something that i personally do and then in terms of the more personal side of running your business it's like what are you willing to share and what is the business so are your values the brand's values is the product uh something that you created to help your lifestyle like what exactly is it about you that's in the business right. um if you're talking about influencers or creators specifically that's another avenue that we could probably go down for ages but yeah. it's like 
at what point do you draw the line with like sharing yourself so openly online and like giving yourself that opportunity to like be yourself on both sides of things but also have like closed doors at times and then also like knowing that you're not supposed to and like not expected to share everything yes that's like the I feel like that's like a big key part that you're not expected and you don't owe anyone anything like you're sharing because you want to you're not sharing because you have to you know what I mean exactly so the last thing the last thing I want to say is what can we look forward to from Gigi next and you don't have to say like any like brand affiliations or anything but like what can we look forward to you from next because you always have something really dope coming up Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say the Sports Illustrated Swim Mag is launching next week. Woo! So that, I'll be in that. Yay! And then um, another exciting, fun feature coming out. And then um, the relaunch of my talk show is going to go live up on Spotify soon. Um, it's just been a little bit slow this season to get the episodes cranking out. Also, I feel so like you've been super busy. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Like, things are happening. Um, you know, I'm finishing my second to last semester this summer um, of grad school. And then just things. I don't know. Well, There's a lot. Gigi, I personally really look up to you. I really, really think what you're doing, especially at the age that you're at, is fucking phenomenal. And I hope you look at yourself and, like, say, like, I'm really fucking proud of you because you should be all the time. Yeah. Like, really, Thank it's you. remarkable what you've been up to. And... I really hope more men, women, however you define yourself at your age specifically, look at you and see that like it is so possible to like, mm-hmm. I don't even want to say like be a boss babe, but like you can be a boss. You can. I love, yeah. Yeah, like I you love. can. And I, and I, and it's, it, it, it can be done. And it also, I love that you mentioned the blue check mark thing earlier, because I also think people get really deep into like social instagram culture and i love that you just made sure to be like no it's not really necessary to have it i mean honestly now that i think about it one of my favorite influencers indie blue i don't know if you know her but she does she has probably like five hundred thousand instagram followers no check mark she has a brand you know what i mean but it's like so like that so really i really hope people heard that as well that like there no verification can validate you Right. Yeah. And it's also just like, it is a blue check, but like, there's literally no like Soho house. It doesn't get you anywhere. Like you're like, my life has not changed. (laughs) No, no. So not at all. It really hasn't. Um, the only thing I can say it does actually leverage is getting higher paid partnerships, but not as, as it should though, you know, but that's like what you do the work to get that blue check mark for exactly for validation from other people to get that money. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Well, thank you so much for coming on the vibe, Gigi. You are awesome. Awesome. I personally can't wait to keep stalking you and seeing what you're up uh-huh. to. I hope you have a great time at your event later. And Thank you. from my heart to yours, take those little moments of rest and chill for me, please. Yeah, I will. I'll try. Um, thanks again. I appreciate it. Of course. It. Thank you for coming on, my babe. Bye. Have a great day.